and welcome back to the Past Patrick Podcast. We talk everything sports news, sports related, Super Bowl in a couple weeks, Chiefs versus Eagles, AFC, NFC Championship, or something else. Um, LeBron James getting close to breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record with 89 points to go, and he is closing in fast. He's going to get that record. Uh, LeBron James doing this at his age, 38 years old, is something incredible. We've never seen something like this. Tom Brady retires. We have so much to get to today. Great day full of sports news. I want to start with LeBron, though. That's where I want to start the show off with today. LeBron James has been doing this my entire life. He's 38 years old. He's been consistent. He's been the Swiss Army knife of the NBA, the Lakers. He has been with them for the last, you know, four or five years, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know the exact date he joined. I think it was 2018. So he's been with them quite a while. He's not what he was when he was with Cleveland when he joined the Lakers. He didn't have the team around him, I should say, to make a deep playoff push, but he still was able to will them to a victory in the bubble, and I don't put an asterisk next to it. I think that uh, that um, championship... That finals win does count. I don't think that uh, you should cheapen it. Uh, Yes, it took place in a bubble, but it still matters. So they got to the finals, and they won with him. The Lakers did. And, you know, it's it's been downhill, though, ever since winning-wise for that team. They just haven't. They fired Frank Vogel and brought in a new coach. They had all the issues with Russell Westbrook, but he's bought in now. He's going to be sixth man of the year. So the Lakers have gradually figured things out this season, but it's been a long road for LeBron uh, to get here. He, From his early days in Cleveland to his uh, show-off years in Miami, uh, when he was his full talent and power was on display, uh, back to Cleveland to deliver Cleveland a championship. Uh, then you come to the Lakers, he entered the mogul phase of his career to uh, ultimately have the lifestyle and the possibility of winning championships, L.A. just made so much sense for LeBron. You know, he had AD come over, they won their championship. But I would say one of the biggest things that I can look at when I look at LeBron James's career is the fact that he's been doing this for so long. I mean, nobody plays this long. I mean, 38 years old and you are still dominating? You can have guys that play this long, but they're not putting up the numbers you are they're not averaging the totals you are he's averaging this year 30 some points a game that's just that's just ludicrous he's he's at he's literally at 30.2 points a game all right he's at 50.5 percent from the field goal range 8.5 assists and 7.1 or 8.5 rebounds excuse me and 7.1 assists i mean the guy has been playing since 2003 it's incredible (laughs) to say the least. So we don't see this very often. It is going to be definitely an exciting thing when he ultimately breaks uh, the the scoring record. Uh, He's going to pass Kareem. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Now they've asked him, is he going to get emotional? Of course, he's playing it off, saying he doesn't really even pay attention to it. But it's coming. I expect Kareem to be there in person, even though I know Kareem and him haven't... they, They don't talk. They're not like a... It's not like him and D-Wade or him and an older guy in the NBA. I, I think Kareem's a little upset that his career's actually, or his um, scoring record is actually going to be broken. I, I don't think he's too happy about it, but it is what it is. And, you know, one of the things I look back on in LeBron James's career is 
just the longevity of it. That's probably the thing that I'm most impressed with when impressed with when you look at him uh, from a standard of guys come into the league 15 years, they're out. You know, when, when all we've seen is that kind of president set, um, you know, e- even 17 years guys leave. So I just have seen his career from when I was younger all the way till now, and I can't believe that it is the one consistent thing seeing him put up same stat lines every same, every exact year. And, you know, he's only got four championships. He's been there like ten times. Uh, yes, he's only got four. But winning them is extremely hard. You have to have a team around you uh, to win them. And this this decade of basketball has been extremely hard to uh, play in with the Golden State Warriors dynasty. You had the Boston dynasty. You had a lot of obstacles in this era of basketball. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, you know, the GOAT debate. But all in all, I don't like to get into the GOAT debate because I don't think you can name a greatest player in the sport of basketball. I really don't. I think that's a little too difficult to do. I think you have position players where, of course, everybody just wants to hear the debate of who's better. But I think you have position players of who's the best at that position. And I think we can break down the rankings that way. Because it's too hard to say who's the GOAT. Because you can make the argument that it's about championships. Well, then Bill Russell's the GOAT if you're going to make that argument. You can make the argument it's about um, killer instinct, willingness to win, pushing guys, um, scoring the basketball. Well, then you can make the argument that Michael's the GOAT. Uh, You can go uh, to the Swiss Army Knife, the guy who does everything all around just better. Uh, scoring rebounds, um, assists, all, all that stuff. You can go to him. You could say that it's LeBron James is the GOAT. Now, you could say so many people are the GOAT that really it's so hard to pinpoint who is actually the greatest. Uh, you know, you could even throw Steph in there, the greatest shooter of all time. You wanted to throw some stuff like that in there. That's what makes the GOAT. Everybody has their own interpretation of what the greatest player is. So I think the debate doesn't make any sense. I think it's just, uh, you know, it's something to debate. <laughs> because it, it's too hard to say that. So, you know, Kyrie's the best, got the best handles I've seen. We, we could just go back and forth, uh, you know, all day of who is the GOAT, who's not. Uh, but one thing is for sure. LeBron's breaking this record. He has been nothing but consistent his entire career. I've loved watching his career. And I think everybody should appreciate what they're what they're watching, because you never know when it's gonna you know end, when that when that player's gonna hang it up and retire, and uh, that's the one thing that we're gonna talk about today too is Tom Brady retired yesterday, shocked uh, you know a lot of people because a lot of people I think were expecting him to go to a different team, and, you know he had the Raiders popping up, he had the 49ers popping up, and I think those teams look at each other today and they're a little sad because you know Brady retired. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, 
my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. I love you all. And that was Tom Brady retiring uh, from the NFL the other day. And uh, he got emotional there at the end, talking about his competitors, talking about everyone uh, that supported him. And he retired the same day last year and then came back uh, about 40 days later out of retirement. But this time's different. Um, it just feels different, the tone of it, uh, the emotion. I think last year he uh, the news broke that he was retiring, and then he kind of retired, and I don't think he quite liked that. Uh, he wanted to do it on his terms, which he deserved to do. So Brady retires from the NFL. Every record in the book you can give to Brady. I mean, Tom Brady has, every year he's played, it seems like he's broken another, pretty much another record and set another real milestone for what he what he pretty much accomplished. He got seven Super Bowls. He's five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time Most Valuable Player, two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year. NFL comeback player, 15 Pro Bowls. Um, he's got the most career quarterback wins, 251. Most career passing attempts, 12,050. Most career passing completions, 7,753. Most career passing touchdowns, 649. Most career passing yards, 89,214. So, and just, I think it was just this past year, he broke the record most pass completions in a season. 490, and then most pass attempts in a season, 733. And he's also got the longest touchdown pass, 99 yards, tied. <laughs> Don't know who he's tied with. but So you, you can just look at all these accolades, and it's almost the same thing as LeBron. And this is why it's so hard uh, to – you've heard people calling Mahomes the GOAT. You've heard people saying Joe, Joe Burrow is the next one. Um, this is why it's so hard to award those – uh, those players with this, you know, accolade is because the longevity aspect of it. We need to see a Mahomes do this. We need to see uh, Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen, you know, Lamar Jackson. We need to see these guys make it to a super, make it to Super Bowls, which Mahomes already made it to one and win the Super Bowl. Um, first off, but then also we need to see at least a few Super Bowl wins, I think, and then you would need to see 15 years of this. And I know that's rare. And, you know, you're never going to catch the seven Super Bowls, so we need to take that out of the equation. Um, you would need to see this incredible play, this, you know, record-breaking, you know, play. Somebody's going to have to break some of his records. And I don't know who's going to be able to do that, but that's why you would have to see the, the longevity of it. See who is able to keep up their form of play, who's able to keep it up uh, the longest, get, you know, wins along the way, a few Super Bowls, so... I don't want to even talk about for another 10 years who would even be the GOAT over Brady. He's the GOAT right now. He's the greatest who's ever done it. So it's a sad day to see him retire, another player that I've watched my entire life. He's broken a lot of uh, people's hearts, um, taking their teams out of the playoffs. He played 23 years in the uh, the NFL. He's reached 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them. Um, first to win a Super Bowl in three different decades, that's an accomplishment. You can look back at all of his years. He was with the Patriots. They had that first dynasty and then had a little break and then they had the second dynasty and then won their third dynasty. You know, kind of you could call that later in the 2010s era. And then, you know, you go to Tampa and he, he wins there, wins the Super Bowl. And that Super Bowl really helps his legacy because uh, beforehand it was pretty much 
uh, him and Bill Belichick, and he really needed Bill Belichick, and that's what Bill Belichick said, you know, and they, you know, they said they needed each other to win, and Brady left, and you can just see that actually he doesn't need, <laughs> he doesn't need really a, a great coach to win, you know, even though Bruce Arians is a is a good coach, you know, he's not Bill Belichick level, so it just shows the greatness of Brady, so. I think I think everyone can recognize what he did over his 23-year career and uh, appreciate what they've watched. And it was kind of a sad day. We're not going to get to see that in the NFL next year. Ratings will be fine. We got so many great young quarterbacks. We got Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence is on the way up. You got Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts has emerged. Uh, you know, you still got Kyler Murray. You got a lot of young talent here in the NFL that the NFL is going to you know lean back on and say you know we got a quite a few guys who can play uh tom brady last few years he wasn't the face of the league anymore that altered to patrick mahomes being the face of the league but he was still right there and he's just he's that guy that consistently you feared to go against every single postseason uh when my washington commanders played the tampa bay buccaneers the the year they won it in tampa uh it was legit like going up against the this oversized, unattainable, unachievable challenge where you just can see the fear in players' eyes when they face Brady, when they got to get on the field. You just see it. Brady's on another level whenever he faced uh, other teams. And that they knew it, really. So, again, great career. Loved watching it. Uh, we'll see what happens in his Fox deal. He's going to be calling games I believe we'll see how that goes over some people think he's going to do good at it some people don't think he's going to do so good at being an analyst uh, I think it's going to be he's going to pretty much break down what he's watching and it's going to be pretty fantastic to see uh, he's going to definitely have to taper it back because he sees the game at a level no one sees it at so when he's analyzing a game it's going to be very hard for him not to break down and say he should have went that went to that receiver <clears throat> and um but still, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome seeing being an analyst uh, break down football games. Uh, but, all right. Time to get to the, the big topic that's that's happened. A couple of the big topics. Sean Payton is a Bronco, and he is going to be coaching the Broncos this next season. They reach a deal. They got to trade away some picks. Um, not a fan of that for the Broncos organization. You, you really need picks. Uh, but, you know, they're kind of out of options. They got to make something work with, Russell Wilson and this team. That defense was very good last year. They were very close to winning a lot of those games if the offense was clicking. And Nathaniel Hackett joins the Jets, and to be quite honest, I don't know what the Jets are thinking really. I mean, it's only he's out as a coach. You don't see that a lot. You see a guy maybe take a step back, take a break for a year, and then come back. You don't really see them jump right back in. I think the Jets are trying to get uh, Aaron Rodgers, so that that's definitely a storyline to follow, but... <clears throat> Ultimately, I don't like what they gave up for Sean Payton, the Broncos, but I see why they had to do it because they're kind of out of a lot of options when it comes to the, the coaching position. They, they need somebody to come in there, settle the organization down, make the changes that need to be made, and try and get the best out of Russell Wilson. And I think it was, he I forget who he told her, it was like an interview or something where I think he alluded to the fact that they need to get the run game going there in Denver uh, to protect his quarterback, you know, to protect the quarterback there because Russell Wilson can't really extend plays like he used to, and that's just the truth of it. We've never seen a drop-off 
quite like we've seen the Russell Wilson drop-off in Denver. I mean, I think the guy had like 110 passer rating or something over the hundreds last year, and he comes here and he's got like a 60 or something. We haven't seen this drastic of a drop-off in a long time. So ultimately, Champagne's going to come in. I think he's going to settle down the franchise. I think he's going to make things overall better there. We'll see if he can pull them out of the hole that Denver has put themselves in with the Russell Wilson trade and trading away all their young talent and using up a lot of their cap room to keep Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, I don't blame the Broncos for what they did with the Russell Wilson trade. They they had to do something. Drafting the quarterbacks wasn't working. I mean, you had you had Trevor Samian. Ever since Peyton left, really, you had Trevor Samian. You had Paxton Lynch. Uh, you, tro- you tried Brock Osweiler after Peyton left. That didn't work. You tried Drew Locke. I mean, it, it went on and on and on. I, don't, I forget if Case Keenum started in there somewhere for you. Uh, but definitely Sean Payton is the right choice. I just don't like the picks you had to give up to get him. But he'll definitely come in and make stuff better there for you. The defense is great. The defense really was a top defense last year, honestly. If they could have just put their offense together and gotten some good drives around and scored some more touchdowns, they would have been at the top of the league. We, we might have been talking about them in the playoffs. But ultimately, that didn't happen. Sean Payton's there. Can't wait to see what happens in Denver. John Payton's a good coach. And when he was with uh, the Saints, he pulled every ounce of talent out of Drew Brees. And Drew Brees is a very talented guy on his own. But I think Sean Payton made that even better because he's more of an offensive-minded coach. So I think the Broncos will benefit uh, from that. Even though Nathaniel Hackett was, I think first head coaching job for Nathaniel Hackett just was way too much for him. He, he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, there so and I think the Broncos hired him thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to come with him (laughs) because that's what the Jets are doing right now they're trying to be slick but they hired Nathaniel Hackett to see if Aaron Rodgers uh, would bite and and come play for him and hey you got to give your hats off to the Jets I mean Zach Wilson doesn't work out Mike White Joe Flacco it's not working there for them in the quarterback situation they're in so you got to give it up for the Jets trying to make something happen because the Jets have a really good defense. And Robert Sala is extremely uh, great at coaching <laughs> defenses. So if they can get the offense figured out and Nathaniel gets Aaron Rodgers, I mean, a lot could be clicking there. They got a, you know, I think they got a little bit better receiving uh, core than the Packers for sure. Uh, you you got to weigh out everything because Aaron's involved. you got to weigh out what is exactly where he's going to blossom at and do better at. The AFC is a different beast. You do have more uh, quarterbacks there that that can give you a run for the, your money. The NFC is pretty straightforward. If you can get by the Eagles and 49ers, you can uh, get to a Super Bowl pretty easily. Uh, the Cowboys aren't really a threat, as we've seen. And so the, the NFC is definitely the more clear-cut path to a Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers. But the AFC... Also, there's more of a challenge with it, but you do get your old offensive coordinator back. You get a change of scenery, which I think would be healthy for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. This is one of those relationships where it's toxic, <laughs> and the two people are staying together because you know, it makes sense on paper, but it's the most toxic thing in the world. And you just hope that, you know, <laughs> they get out of it at some point. So it's definitely uh, exciting times for Jets fans if this happens. Uh, he's just going to elevate your team, I believe. Now, I don't I don't know if he'll win a lot in the postseason because we've not seen that from Aaron Rodgers. We've seen him kind of flame out. Uh, but things can always change with the new, new scenery. They can always change. I don't personally like his attitude on a lot of stuff, but that's just me. All right, time for my highs and lows of the week. 
I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. All right, time for my highs and lows of the week. Oh, man. My low of the week is the 49ers <laughs> and just what they are going to do. Um, you've seen reports of who's going to be the starter, Trey Lance. You got Jimmy G. You got Brock Purdy now to look at. Uh, Kyle Shanahan on the possible uh, Garoppolo return. No, I don't see any scenario of that. So he, the Jimmy Garoppolo split with the 49ers is likely to happen. We'll see where he ends up. We'll talk a little bit more in the coming weeks about which teams I see him benefiting from, Jimmy G. Uh, I think it could be the Jets, Colts, Raiders, or Commanders. Either of those teams would benefit from Jimmy G. A good quarterback, solid quarterback if he can stay healthy. All right, and you know the 49ers. Just talking a little, a little bit more. Excuse me about my low of the week. The 49ers, uh, legit. Uh, they seem more like a mess now with the whole quarterback situation. Who knows what's going to happen? So uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right, my high of the week is what a great Super Bowl matchup we have with the Eagles and the Chiefs. It is going to be an incredible game. We're going to see fireworks. Jalen Hurts on the, the rise up going against Patrick Mahomes, who has definitely in this last game proven he is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, hands down, no argument, best quarterback. So <laughs> definitely one of those things where where we can't wait to see it. That's my high of the week. Those games were awesome. And, you know, the, the 49ers and Eagles one was kind of a letdown with Brock Purdy going out. You don't like to see that entertainment-wise. The NFL wants the best product on the field, and even in the post, especially in the postseason. So you, you, could see, you could see why that game wasn't as great. But for Eagles fans, hey, it was great. You got the win. You're in the Super Bowl again. As a Commanders fan, I'm not excited to see it. But, you know, good, good for them. Jalen Hurts is an otherworldly talent. Um, and one thing I've just been so impressed with with the Eagles is, uh, especially being in the same division with them, seeing them pivot uh, from a non-successful situation uh, to a more successful situation is incredible. You know, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, that era, they won a Super Bowl. It's very easy to re-sign those guys and keep them for another 10 years because you see the body of work. You see what they did, where they brought you. Um, but the Eagles... Saw a lot that wasn't going right. Credit to uh, all the ownership and GMs there. They're like, hey, we got we to gotta cut ties with Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. We move on. We get Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Eagles fans did not like the pick at the time of Jalen Hurts. They didn't understand it. You, you got to give Carson Wentz more uh, <laughs> talent around him. They didn't understand it. But I, I got to give it to the Eagles. They are able to pivot on a dime like any company would. Uh, when they see something that's not working like Netflix did, you know, pivot and find success in something else. And they have. They're a dominant team. This is going to be one of the toughest challenges for the Chiefs. So that's my high of the week. And that segues in to the Super Bowl and these two teams and their journeys to the Super Bowl. Uh, that AFC Championship game with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, that was one of the all-time greats. I don't know how you shove... How you that I don't know if that comes back on coaching, um, you know if that's something that the defensive coordinator should have talked to the Bengals about. Hey, if he's if he's going to scramble and gets out here, keep your hands off him. If he's going for the sidelines, do not touch him. 
Uh, that should have been said. I can't believe that player put his arm on Mahomes' back and gave him a little shove. He was clearly out of bounds. Uh, that flag should have been called. I don't want to hear from both fan bases about uh, what should have been called, what shouldn't have been called. Uh, I think the game was called good. I think the refs get a lot of hate. Look, no ref is perfect. No game is perfect. And the sooner people would accept that and move on and get over it, uh, the sooner you could enjoy good football. Because that's what it's ultimately about. Uh, no matter who you're going for in the Super Bowl, we want to see a good game. Nobody wants to see a blowout. Except for their fan bases, of course. But ultimately, it's boring for the fan bases then. You know, you're up 40 to 8. I think that's what, you know... Some, some, I think that's what the Seahawks, Seahawks, excuse me, Broncos Super Bowl was uh, back in the day. It was like 40 some to 8, and that was boring. Even if you're a Broncos or a Panthers fan, either way, you know, you can kind of look at it as, okay, it gets to this point where it's like, oh my gosh, can we just get this game over with? <laughs> you know, we're the champions, let's just start celebrating. Um, so I want a good game, and these teams are going to bring a good game. You got Andy Reid going up against his former team, which is a storyline of its own. Got the Kelsey brothers against each other. Storyline of its own. Historic day. Uh, very awesome to see. The first uh, first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. So that is going to be an incredible uh, storyline to follow. You got a lot of storylines going into this game. And let's be real. These are the two best teams we saw all year. These are the two top dogs. Uh, you know, I've said early on I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. That fluctuated throughout the year. But, you know, opinions fluctuate and my predictions fluctuate. Uh, but ultimately, we got two of the best teams matching up and going head-to-head against each other. It's going to be just an incredible Super Bowl. I, I'm i going to wait till next week to give my picks. I don't know who to pick in this. I, I really don't. I mean, a lot of people are going to say, well, the Eagles are the more dominant team. Yeah, but they don't have Patrick Mahomes. And even though I like Jalen Hurts, um, I need to see more of a body of work from him for the next, you know, five years. I need to see that. And I don't think that's too much to ask. I think that's just standard. You know, first few years with Mahomes, we kind of said, okay, he's great, but he also passed for like 50 touchdowns, won an MVP, and then won a Super Bowl within the first few years of his career. So totally different situation. You saw the ultra-talented, you know, a guy there in Mahomes. And it's just two different stories, too, because Jalen Hurts was told how many times he uh, wasn't going to get the job. He was too small. Uh, you know, not going to do anything in the NFL. People didn't like Jalen Hurts going to the Eagles. The fans didn't like it. They booed it. Um, you've seen a guy face a lot of adversity and come through on the other side and be resilient, and it's very inspiring. So you have two different quarterbacks with two different paths here. Uh, both of them are going to give a great showing. Um, Mahomes, I think, has the slight edge in the quarterback battle. The defense-wise, defense-wise, I think the Eagles have a slight edge. Um, Receiver-wise, I think the... I, I'm going to go with the Eagles have a slightly better receiving corpse with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, but hey, Scantley, Hardman, <laughs> some of those guys, uh, Kemp came off the practice squad in that AFC Championship game. I think when you have a quarterback on the elite level that Patrick Mahomes is at, I think he can elevate a receiver group. So they match up very well against each other. They match up very close. There's a lot of X factors. Chiefs have Kelsey. But the Eagles have one of the best O-lines. They have the edge there. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome game. I think this is going to be one of the better Super Bowls we've seen in a while. Um, Mahomes' ankle is going to heal up just fine because that was a storyline going into the a- NFC Championship, AFC Championship game. That was just a big storyline that weekend. Uh, but I think that'll be better. I think you're going to see him 
uh, not hobbling around like he did. It's still going to be an incredible achievement if the Chiefs win. Uh, I think there's more pressure on the Chiefs to win, like I've said in the previous weeks. Um, the Eagles win, I don't know if it's a dynasty. Okay, but what we've seen is the Chiefs have to make this five-year run a dynasty of them being the AFC Championship game or better, the Super Bowl. Uh, you need a win here. You need a win not only for your organization to show that this is somewhat of a dynasty, but you need a win here to show that Patrick Mahomes, and we we know he's great. He's ultra-talented, one of the greats. Uh, but you need a win here to prove to people that, okay, Patrick Mahomes is not just another quarterback who's going to win one Super Bowl like an Aaron Rodgers, be ultra-talented. Um, you need to go ahead and <laughs> win another Super Bowl to put yourself above that because, we don't want to see a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers situation because everybody way back said Russ, Aaron Rodgers was better than Tom Brady. Uh, he won a Super Bowl. Here's to the next 10 years of Packers Super Bowls. And, you know, they haven't been since they've won. So we don't want to see that. So there's a little more uh, pressure on the Chiefs for them fans saying we don't want to see that. So the the Eagles, though, they're, they're still a younger team. They, they also need to win because they're going to lose some players uh, this next year, and they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. All these quarterbacks are going to have to get paid. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Once that happens, it's very difficult to win. It's very difficult to win, so teams need to capitalize on this. Going to be a great Super Bowl, though. I don't think anyone should be upset at who's in it. I think we're going to get the best, best Super Bowl we've had in a while. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, this has been the Past Patrick Podcast. Follow me on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe, leave a review, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, have a good day, guys. Catch you next week.